What do Uber, Airbnb, Nike, Canva, Woolworths, David Jones, Walmart, Lenovo, Booktopia, eBay, and Adidas have in common? No, they're not Add to Cart sponsors yet. They all rely on impact to facilitate partnerships between their brand and a brilliant network of other brands, content creators, affiliates, publishers, and influencers. Impact is ready to help small, medium, and large e-commerce businesses, businesses like yours, take their performance-based relationships to the next level. I know those brands that we mentioned before are company that you would love to be part of, and so would I. Call me Nike. Visit impact.com forward slash growth to learn more and view case studies from other retailers who are reaping the benefits. Welcome to The Checkout. We catch up with previous guests of Add to Cart where we ask them five quick questions to understand more about them and leave you with a little extra inspiration to get through your Friday. Today's Checkout features Mike Halligan, co-founder of direct-to-consumer and subscription dog food brand Scratch. Mike and his team are on a mission to revolutionize how dogs are fed with nutritious, sustainable, and personalized diets. Sounds like something I could use. All right, Mike, we have checkout questions for you. We want to hear more about yourself and uh, maybe some of those crazy pet owners that you uh, work with. I've got five questions <laughs> for you. All First right, one. Far away. What is the weirdest thing you've ever bought online? Ooh, um, do you know what a gua sha, I think that's how you pronounce it. Do you know what that is? No. Yeah, it's like this weird, um, weird shaped thing to like relax your face. Uh, so you, you pretty much just like scrape this thing down your forehead and your cheeks and your and your face, and it helps like re- apparently it bring the blood flow to your face and reduce the tension in your jaw. And I got super stressed. I really kind of span out that first year starting scratch. So I'm like, anything fix me. So I ended up with some crazy Chinese uh, face That's scraping you- tool. <laughs> and you find it works? Uh, oh, who knows? But I'm less stressed now, so maybe. There we go. Put it all down to that. <laughs> yeah. All right, number two, who is your favorite retailer? Um, brand called Vispim. They do, um, they're a Japanese clothing brand. They've got their own retail, mainly in Japan, but sort of throughout the world. Hard to access weekly releases, really amazing storytelling, um, really like handmade kind of stuff, uh, really good retail partners. But uh, in Australia, Inku Clothing, I think they're, I think they're an amazing retailer. Yeah, nice. Sorry, what was the name of the Japanese brand? Vispim. Okay, cool. V-I-S-B-I-M. Lovely. We'll add a, it's a little link. bit wacky, but uh, we'll add a link. they're great. Link in our show notes as well, so if people want to check it out. Number three, which retail fad do you wish was history? Um, loyalty programs, shitty loyalty programs. <laughs> I think yeah. I think just there's just like lazy, crappy marketing that doesn't increase the bottom line for most businesses, just rewards the customers who are going to buy anyway. Yeah. Have you come across any that you like? Um, I think one's done by brands that care about, uh, that actually build a really good community element into that um, and sort of yeah, the loyalty play program does offer some sort of community-focused uh, exclusive product or, um, yeah, closeness mm-hmm. to the brand. Adds to the experience rather than just kind of, send some generic crappy emails and <laughs> yeah it's more than a points tally or a discount for people that are already going to buy yeah yeah something that changes behavior which some look some do but most don't yeah that's a fair point 
Number four, can you recommend a book or a podcast that our listeners should immediately get into? Yeah, uh, there's two interesting, two really good ones that I've read in the last year. One is called Junior, Writing Your Way Ahead in Advertising. It's just blue cover uh, it's by this like young guy who worked at a, a few really amazing advertising firms, but I think it's really good for anyone working in uh, D2C or the e-commerce space who cares about, uh, who thinks, believes that the communication they put out there can really affect advertising. And um, it's got some really practical tips from a career sense, but more so from how to actually do advertising and customer comms that works, that isn't yeah. just crap. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm pretty ruthless on, on judging advertising, but I think most, yeah, I think most of it's pretty average. And, but it's just a really good book. Yeah, uh, and nice. another one is a is a book. It's called Lemon. Oh, it's more of like a big report um, called Lemon. Uh, it's got this old, you know, the old classic Volkswagen advertising. Yeah, it's got like an old Volkswagen ad in the front cover. Yeah, so, uh, sort of like this advertising report from. Um, from the UK, but I think it's fascinating. Also, it's again one about advertising and talking about how advertising has gone away from the things that made advertising effective, and now is a very dry kind of thing. But it's it's all about in the name of effectiveness, not just about in the name of ads that are enjoyable. It's all about what actually works for a business at the end of the day, too. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, um, one of the questions we didn't get around to in our in our episode when we chatted earlier was around the the billboards and the out-of-home um, advertising oh, yeah. have taken up. As an online company, that's unusual to see. It's getting more common, but it's still fairly unusual. How's that tracking along for you? Uh, it's early days. So we've done two runs of outdoor in uh, in Queensland specifically. So we're sort of taking a one particular market where we can run outdoor ads and see over time uh, what difference that has to brand awareness, brand recall. And in the shorter term, does it change our Facebook CAC? Do we get an increase in organic and direct traffic from one state? And uh, so it's a bit of, look, it's a bit of a test because we don't want to be a Facebook brand forever. With you know, particularly post COVID, there's so many more advertisers on Facebook. So if Facebook knows that you're searching for dog food, all of a sudden you're getting clogged with ads from 15 different companies. And we think our food is far, you know, far superior than most other dog foods out there. We don't want our ads to be five percent, you know, five to ten percent better creative. We want to how you discover scratch um, through the website. The whole, you know, we just want to be a different sort of dog food company and really kind of break away from the easily easy to replicate stuff early. Awesome, and plus it's fun putting giant dogs on billboards. That's what I was <laughs> just about to say, I was like, even from an aesthetic point of view around a city, it's just nice to be able to look up and just see giant happy dog faces all around. The city. <laughs> I know. <that. laughs> all right, last one I've got for you. Finish this sentence. The future of retail is Amazon. <laughs> I, I know I'm still, you know, years on. I just can't. I just can't see it changing. Is that, is that good or bad? Oh, it's bad for the world, but um, it's good for people who just want things, want it cheaply and quickly. Mm, and you know, but the bulk, the bulk of purchases online are that. As much yeah. as we in e-commerce, you know, and people who love brand. Focus on the the three, four, five percent stuff that's really cool and interesting and new. And um, majority of shopping is grocery. It is it's functional electronics. It's the functional things you need. And um, sadly, <laughs> and although they'll, they'll use that to keep kind of biting, you know, biting into the the other stuff too. Yeah, and I think yeah, obviously the more global experience you have, and the more you've seen how Amazon has penetrated into those markets, and how it's just a way of life, we're kind of shielded that from that a little bit in Australia, aren't we? We are a bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kogan's slowly getting up there, and you combine a growing Kogan with a 
increasing Amazon and then, you know, when Meyer and David Jones take another step forward to demise, yeah, you know, it's, it's a slower burn in Australia, I think, but it's sort of getting more that way, Yeah, I think anyway. Mike, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on The Checkout. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. To hear more from Mike, jump back into episode 56, where we talked to Mike about how he went from being an e-commerce designer and developer to a dog food expert. He also shares the benefits of custom development in order to achieve specific customer experiences. And he also shares how they're matching lonely dogs on Valentine's Day. Got to tune in for that, right? Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep adding to cart. Cart.